Howdy, everybody. Welcome to episode 10 of Do Not Worry. I'm your host, Anthony, coming to you, as always, from the heart of Beirut and Jayate with folks. As always, please take a second to like this video, leave a comment, your engagement. Hashtag engagement is always extremely helpful. I appreciate it so much. Thanks to you guys. The channel is at over 1,763 subscribers. I had a goal of hitting 2,000 subscribers in eight weeks, but we got pretty darn fucking close. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't. Become a do not warrior. I love you guys. I appreciate everything. And definitely leave a comment because I want to know what you guys think of my new glasses. Uh, and no, definitely, I mean, the hair. We're going to get to the hair. Uh, today's episode is going to be different. Um, I don't have a bunch of, like, fun topics picked out uh, because the situation in Lebanon is pretty fucking dire. It is pretty horrible. I'm feeling pretty depressed. As you can tell, my mental health isn't all there. Um, and I know, like, th- I know this podcast is called Do Not Worry. And the whole point was to talk about stupid, silly stuff to distract from the horrible reality that Lebanon is facing every day, but just this week, things are getting particularly bad, so I just couldn't ignore it. So um, it's going to bear with me. Uh, We're still going to be, we're going to talk about some, hopefully going to try to be funny and shit, but it's, um, it's a tough time in Lebanon. So on this special 10th episode, I thought it was only right for me to talk a little bit about what the country is going through, what I'm going through mentally. Thanks again for joining me uh, and let's get the show on the road. Before we started shooting today, I noticed I got this fat zit on the side of on the left side of my face, uh, and I've called it Benjamin. Benjamin, did you want to say something to the people watching? Uh, hey, folks! Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for tuning in, uh, Anthony and I. I really appreciate your time. Uh, I'm happy I could pop in for this special tenth episode. Uh, really, I guess I picked the perfect time, huh? And you're gonna be showing off your new hairdo and stuff. So I'm glad I could be here to. To, to join in the festivities. All right, thank you, Benjamin. I'm glad you could be with us as well. So I, I know I know what you guys are thinking. Anthony, your new glasses are really weird. Um, just kidding, kidding. I know the hair. Most of you probably think I look crazy, stupid. Listen, y'all, I was kind of depressed, all right, when I did this. Lebanon is doing very bad. All right, I woke up yesterday. It was a Tuesday morning. Uh, I was bored. I'm unemployed, if you, as, as you guys know. And I was like, fuck, man, I need to do something drastic. I needed to get a haircut anyways because my hair was getting out of control. It's been like three months. And um, I don't know, man. I decided to, to, to bleach my hair and dye it blonde. It's something that I've actually wanted to do. I've been wanting to do it for, for a few months, but I've, I don't know, man. Doing this type of shit in Lebanon is kind of weird. And I just kind of backed out because I thought that... I, I was told that bleach is like really bad for your hair and like it's, it's unhealthy and stuff like that. So I just kind of backed off. But given that I was just extremely bored and needed something to just distract me from the horrific situation that we're living in, I figured, fuck it, hit up my barber, walked over there, and uh, we tried to figure this out. Uh, it feels very weird. Like, when I look at myself, this feel is like, the hair feels drier, but, like, this feels like new hair. It feels like completely different hair. It kind of feels like doll hair. Like, I feel like I look like a Bond villain, like, oh, yes, Mr. Bond, so glad you could join us. Get out of your Aston Martin so we can play a game of poker. Or I look like an extremely douchey, like, football player. You know, soccer players, they all have this fucking blonde hair. I don't know, it's definitely a weird choice. And I was thinking, like, if I go down to protest with this fucking hair, like, how weird am I going to, like, I feel like I'm going to sound like Pierre Rabat at a protest, like, guys, please, but na'una. Please, uh, guys. (laughs) So, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it was the best choice. But it needed to be done. I'm happy. I kind of like it, right? My parents don't like this. 
Uh, I don't know if you guys are going to like it. Personally, I don't really care. I like it. Weirdly enough, I like it so much more than I thought I would. And I'm kind of concerned at how much I like it because I feel like I'm going to want to do it again. But I've been told that bleaching your hair is very bad. So if you guys have any tips, ladies, y'all who ble if you bleach your hair often, please leave me some tips. How do you keep your hair healthy if you bleach it often? Like I've also I've been sick of my hair for like a couple of years. Nothing I've I've been trying different like hairstyles and cutting it and it's just always looked weird and shit. So this is the first time I do something that actually feels I don't know. It feels it felt refreshing. Uh I'm stuck with this for a while. I can't just get rid of this color. My natural like hair color is going to have to like grow back and shit. So we'll figure it out. If you hate it, you're kind of stuck with me for a while. But being bored is not enough of a reason for me to um to go change my hair or do something this drastic. It's, and it's actually a lot more than that. Like I'm genuinely feeling depressed and I don't mean to use that word lightly. I know a lot of people just say I'm depressed, I'm depressed. No, I am genuinely depressed. And I, almost every single person I know in Lebanon is depressed for one reason or another. For starters, we're watching people around us suffer. Uh, most of us, our money is becoming less valuable by the day. The dollar rate as of this recording is at hovering at the mid 14 thou, 14 thou, 500, something like that. Yesterday, it went up to 15 thou. Who knows what it's going to be tomorrow when this episode comes out on Thursday night. So uh, we're watching our living conditions deteriorate before our very eyes every single hour. And it is extremely stressful. I was at the supermarket yesterday and people were panicking about the price of rice and people were panic buying. And the guy who owned the supermarket didn't even know how to price the items because he has no idea how much it's going to cost him to replenish his stock the next day because the dollar rate keeps on fluctuating. So he might be losing money or he might be overcharging just to be safe. But people are just fucking confused. A lot of people are unemployed. I'm unemployed. My cousin is unemployed. Most of my cousins are unemployed. Businesses are closing left and right, so there just seems to be no hope. And I actually have a collection of tweets that I've gathered um, that I wanted to read to you guys because they really, these are like from a bunch of different people that I follow. Some of them I don't follow, but just they can put into words what, what, pe what people my age, older and younger, are all feeling. This is from Georges Haddad, who's actually my first cousin. What's up, George? He's still employed, thankfully. Here's what my cousin George said on Twitter. Every single person I know living in this damn country is convinced that what they do has become completely useless. There is no meaning, no purpose, nothing. People are depressed, they're exhausted, and are just waiting for the worst to unfold. Very accurate words. And, we're all fe and that's no way to live. You know what I mean? You shouldn't feel hopeless. You shouldn't feel like there is nothing for you to look forward to. And unfortunately, that's where we're headed. Christelle, Christelle Asaf shared this tweet. I can't find the right words to explain what is going on inside of my head. My dad's retirement plan is worthless after years of working for almost 14 hours a day. One of my siblings is jobless after years of working in a firm. The other gets paid half a salary. That was just the beginning of her thread. But again, uh, things that the majority of Lebanese people can relate to in one way or another. Hussein, uh, Shaito, Shaito. Please, please, please be kind to young people in Lebanon. Many of us are actually freaking the hell out because we're trapped in every sense. Surviving day to day is not exactly ideal. Just don't question personal processes, support in any way, only if you can. And again, he's absolutely right. Every single person is going through something. He's mentioning young people in general, and I completely agree. If, that, if they're lucky enough to be able to pay for college, what kind of job or what kind of secure future are they even anticipating to get none so it must be horrifying to be a young college student right now in Lebanon 
who doesn't have a foreign passport. I am extremely lucky I have a foreign passport. I can leave anytime I want. So I am extremely privileged and I am very aware of that. Uh, Naram, Naram Abu Zaid shared, The worst part is that for over a year now, every single day gets significantly worse and considerably more challenging to survive. And we haven't even hit rock bottom yet. We're still free falling down a very deep well. The future in Lebanon is terrifying. And Naram is absolutely right. We have, ap we have just scratched the surface of the pit of hell that Lebanon is falling into, okay? So the dollar being 15,000, that is unfortunately just the beginning and it is only gonna get worse. And I even heard rumors today that supermarkets might start charging dollars in dollars for imported products, which is the majority of the products that we bring into this country. Just a rumor, I have, like I saw it on Twitter, but you can sort of see a trend in what is happening. Sarah Hamze, who I follow on Twitter, uh, since I came back to Lebanon, I have been on autopilot, survival mode, and nothing else. I haven't led a normal life since September 2019. It doesn't make it better to know that many are like me. It just causes me more pain because we all deserve much better than this. Again, this is these are a bunch of people that are all in their 20s, early 30s, feeling hopeless. Sandra on Twitter also shares, I don't want to live in a country where our worries include but are not limited to a pandemic, lack of basic necessities, road closures, hyperinflation, currency devaluation, unemployment, harassment, and getting randomly shot by a Neanderthal with a weapon. No, thank you. Again, I fully agree with Sandra, and I follow her as well. Toby Tabit, the dad of Anise Tabit, who I mentioned in my very first episode of the podcast as one of my all-time favorite Lebanese influencers. This is what Anise's dad said, and I'm going to read it in English. She tweeted it in Arabic, but I'm going to sort of translate it for you guys. Listen to me. I am from a generation that has lived through eight or nine wars, and I've lived about a year and a half inside of a shelter. I started working in 1983, and after two years, my salary was $75 a month. Now, in my 60s, my salary is back to $75 a month, and the bank has stolen all of my social security and savings, and even that social security wasn't even worth it. I don't want to hear anyone defending any single political leader because they are all worthless assholes. Very well said, Mr. Tabit. And the most perfect tweet out of all the tweets that I've seen on Twitter that sort of puts our horrific experience into words is this, from Lina Munzer. Friends abroad ask, how are you? And I wanna say, I'm trapped inside a burning building and though my own floor is still livable, there's the sound of people wailing and hurling themselves from the windows and the smell of charred flesh and I can't sleep for the horror of it. And instead I say, fine, you. It's a perfect tweet because you can't even begin to describe to people what we're going through. And, and this is Twitter every single day. This is how hopeless people are. And I know people like to complain on Twitter and all of that, but it's different. Like I know regular complaining and just like bitching and moaning to hopelessness and people feeling like we have no future in this country. According to Barron's, for example, just to give you guys some stats of how bad things are looking in Lebanon, 55% of Lebanese live below the poverty line of $3.84 a day, the United Nations says. Up to 23% of Lebanese live in extreme poverty compared with just 8% in 2019. So the rate has almost tripled in less than two years. Uh, consumer prices rose by almost 146% during 2020. And food prices overall rose by more than 400% last year, the World Food Program says. So unless you get paid in dollars, which is the vast minority of this country, 
you cannot afford basic necessities anymore. Like, things have gotten so bad that like, check it out. I have a video right here of people at a supermarket that are standing in line to receive government subsidized goods that are going to cost less than, you know, the average uh, consumer item. And uh, these items are so rare and so scarce that the security forces are asking people for their IDs and they're refusing to giving to selling any of these items to non-Lebanese people. This is where we got. This is a horrible video. Check it out. He's asking for IDs, but the Hawiyit. He's asking for people's IDs. Look at this. Look, look at the lack of dignity. Look at the lack of dignity. There, people are lining up to buy a bag of rice at a lower subsidized price. And they're asking people for their IDs and turning them away if they're not Lebanese. This is where we're at right now. This is where we're at. And there are other videos of people fighting in supermarkets, fighting over bags of powdered milk, fighting over rice, fighting over frying oil, all because those prices are subsidized. And um, I don't know, man. I don't know. How are people supposed to live without anything to look forward to? Like if you're working right now in Lebanon and earning in Lebanese liras, your salary is worth maybe $60, $70 a month or something. How do you live with that? How do you plan for, for a future? How do you care for your family? How do you have, how do you wake up in the morning and feel motivated to even get out of bed? This is what a lot of people are feeling. This is why when I say everyone's depressed, it's true. We don't even have the energy or the motivation to get out of bed every morning. I stare at the fucking wall most of the time and I have to talk myself into doing things. I have to talk myself into wanting to, to get shit accomplished because I am at a point where as if COVID wasn't enough for us to deal with, as if COVID and us being trapped at home, we are all trapped at home while the country burns around us and there is nothing we can do to stop it. And it has taken a fucking toll on all of us, myself included. Look at how I look. This podcast has done so much to keep me motivated throughout these past two months. This podcast is honestly saving my life. It is the only thing I look forward to. It is the only thing I currently care about. Um, it's this fucking podcast, man. It, it, it gives me something to prep, something to shoot. You know, that takes me a couple of days, prep, shooting, then editing it. Uh, the community we've managed to build together over the past two months. Like I've met so many fucking awesome people through YouTube, through Instagram, through Twitter. Uh, I really like it and it's, it's really given me a purpose and I'm so appreciative to this fucking podcast, man. I really don't know what I would do and especially being that I'm unemployed. Now, to be fair, if I had a full-time job, I would not have been able to dedicate as much time to this podcast as I have. So that is something that kind of scares me, but I'm so thankful to this podcast, to this amazing community. Uh, without you, Man, I live alone. It's me and a cat. So I barely interact with anyone on a daily basis. So genuinely, thank you guys. Honestly, I wish I could even monetize this. Like I want to take this podcast and, you know, to the next level, I would love nothing more than to create some fucking awesome merch for you guys to buy. But I can't even do that. Like if I wanted to make some t-shirts and, and my artist, Luay Daus, who is fucking amazing. We already have ideas for some amazing fucking designs for some exclusive limited edition t-shirts. But like, 
How would I even sell them? Like, for what price am I going to sell a fucking t-shirt? A million Lebanese pounds? Who knows how much that's going to be worth? Like, I don't even know how to price and sell things in Lebanon. I already have a business. I sell comic books, the comic stash. Check out Multiverse Games. Uh, I sell vintage comics and stuff. It's, I, like, I don't even know how to price these anymore. I bought all of them for dollars. I shipped all these comics from the U.S. I don't even know how to price this shit anymore. Like, how am I supposed to price this stuff? Like, I, my, like my, I don't have, like, I can't ask someone for, like, 500,000 Lebanese liras for, for a fucking comic book. Like, it's weird, man. It's weird. So I can't even monetize this. And the channel isn't big enough to start a Patreon, although I would love to start a Patreon someday. Uh, like, and even if I did start a Patreon, most people in Lebanon can't pay in dollars. Like, don't have cards that work with dollars online. Like, it's just so fucked. It's so fucked, man. And I've mentioned before that I'm an American citizen. I can leave any time. So that's probably in the cards for me. You know, my parents, my parents who are 65 years old are both moving to the States in a couple of months. Can you fucking believe that? Like shit has gotten so bad in Lebanon that my parents, my dad has his whole life, his whole career established here, his reputation. My mom has all of her family here, all of her loved ones. Like the last thing they want to do is fucking leave and start over at 65. But this is what this country has led to. And my parents are the lucky ones because they have passports. I have an American passport. I might have to leave and go to the States, which part of me really wants to do that. And I'm slowly coming to accept that that is the only solution for me. And I think that's the problem is like, we all know Lebanon is hopeless at this point. We all know it's shit, but we're all holding on to this fucking crazy, invisible hope that maybe it'll get better. Maybe if I wait five more months, you know, I can stay or something, but I'm slowly realizing that I can't do that, that I have to leave and it might be better to do it sooner rather than later. I, I don't fucking know. Like I've already moved back from the States. I used to live in the US and I came back here in 2015 to start a comic book shop and to do my own thing, etc. Some things worked out, some things didn't, but I'm happy here. I was happy here. I met some amazing people. I got to, you know, build my own sort of reputation as like the comic book guy and like the movie geek and all that sort of thing. And I like that type of shit. You know what I mean? And I got to work with some amazing people and collaborate on some amazing projects. And I've already had to, like, I've already left. I left Lebanon when I was 17 to go to the States. So I've already done that move. Then I left, you know, Virginia to go live in New York. And then I left New York to come back here. So this would be the fourth time that I have to pack up my shit and leave and move. And I'm just kind of tired, man. And again, I know how lucky I am to even be able to do that. But it's really not as easy as it sounds. And I'm not trying to bitch. I know. I know the fact that I can fucking leave is amazing. But just because I can doesn't mean I necessarily want to do it. And just because I can doesn't necessarily mean it's easy or it's even good for me mentally. Like I have to find a fucking job now, like a fucking full-time job again. And like if, if I move to the States and the podcast, if I do the podcast in the States, are you guys going to care as much? Like I'm going to be like Nimmer living in an arcade and like doing a podcast and talking about Lebanon. Like I, it's going to be weird making fun of Tufiluk from the US or it's going to be weird fucking with Pierre Buds cooking if I'm living in the US. I don't know, man. It's just going to be and I don't want to end up like Nimr to be honest with you guys. And I don't like maybe maybe I will end up just like him and, you know, make jokes about Hezbollah or some shit like that. So I don't know, man. And like what I, I got to like start fucking finding a job. I fucking hate looking for jobs. The worst thing on planet Earth is applying for jobs, sending a resume, writing a cover letter, and then like doing interviews and having to answer the fucking worst, most cliche questions. Like, where do you see yourself in five years? Like, dude, what the? Why do they even fucking still ask those questions? Or like, give me an example of you handling a situation under pressure. Like, bro, I'm going to fucking start telling you about August 4th and I'm going to break down in fucking tears in the middle of the interview. I don't even want to interview people. I don't even feel like interviewing anyone for a fucking job. I don't even want to even try to sell myself. Like, I'm great because of this. I can do this. I can do that. Like, fuck that, man. I know what I'm worth. 
I know what I can do. I fucking hate interviews. I fucking hate sending resumes. You're usually being interviewed by someone who's less fucking talented than you. Let's be fucking real. I shouldn't be saying this on a fucking YouTube video that employers, potential employers might find, but I'm just being fucking real, man. Like right now, my mind is not in the mode of looking for a job. I can barely get out of bed every morning. I could not give a fuck about writing a cover letter for why I want to work for you and why I want to be in five fucking years. You know? And like, I'm not trying to say that like I hate work. No, I like jobs. I've had great jobs. My last job was amazing. I worked with some amazing people, but also I really like doing my own thing and working on this podcast for the last two months has made me realize that I, this is what I want to do. Ultimately, I want to focus on my own thing and I want to build my own thing. So am I super excited and like dying to jump back to like nine to five? And I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I, I can't. I'm in no place to answer all of these questions because of the pandemic, because of Lebanon, because of all this shit. Or maybe I'm just creating excuses and I'm just trying to kick the can down the road for as long as I can. I really don't know. All I know is that this is fucking exhausting. I am exhausted. It's been two years of nonstop fucking hell in Lebanon. The October Revolution, the fucking blast the pandemic, the economic collapse and social collapse. How much can a person take? And like, say I find a job like here in Lebanon. Say I find a job, an amazing job that pays like 7,000 fresh US dollars a month. All right. How am I going to live here, man? Like, how, how am I supposed to live here when most people can't afford to buy bread? Am I just going to stroll to work every morning gleefully, like ignoring what's happening all around me? Like, how am I supposed to function in Lebanon, even if I'm OK? And right now I relatively I'm doing OK. Like, I have some money saved up. I have a passport. I can leave. But like, how? How am I supposed to function? OK, say COVID is over. Say we open the economy back up. What's life going to be when the dollar is worth 25,000 people can't buy bread, rice and eggs? How is this country and society going to function? I just don't see it. And I'm sorry to keep talking about the US, but I keep thinking about this stuff because I might realistically have to go to the US soon. There's some things about the US that fucking terrify me, man. There's some things about the US that fucking terrify me. For example, mass shootings, bro. I don't want to leave Lebanon because it's an unsafe country to go to the States and get shot in a fucking target by some fucking incel. I don't want that to happen to me, man. All right. These fucking mass shootings are happening way too often. So uh, I ain't a fan of that. I also feel like I'm going to get beat up by like some cop randomly. I know I'm not like black or African-American. So in that aspect, I'm relatively safe. But I mean, still, you never fucking know, man. The shit scares me. Also, I am horrified of the prospect of working for like Amazon one day. I don't know why, for some reason, I have this image that in like 15 fucking years, I'm going to be working at an Amazon factory. We're just like putting packages inside a box. I don't know. Nomadland kind of fucked me up. Like that's kind of the future I see for most Americans, like just gig workers working at Amazon, earning minimum wage. Like, I don't know, man. There's something about the corporate and work culture in America that's changing that I don't like. The gig economy scares me. I don't know, man. I don't know. Fuck the rich. Eat the fucking rich. Probably the scariest thing is like old Republican people, like old white Republicans, like old Republican ladies, old Republican men, racists, anti-maskers. Like, I don't want to wear no goddamn mask. It's my God-given right. You can't tell me what to do. Fuck those people, dude. I'm going to get like some old lady fucking walking up to me and fucking spitting in my face because I look a little brown or some shit. Fuck that, dude. This shit fucking scares me all the time, man. And speaking of which, let's have let's have a little bit of fun today. There's this video, speaking of anti-maskers, of this like 65-year-old lady who got arrested at a bank for not wearing a mask. Uh, I think it's pretty funny, actually, because I don't, I don't know if she needed to be arrested. You know what I mean? Here, let's check this shit out. 
Oh, he's got his shit turned down. Walking into the bank, walking into the Bank of America. It's right behind. Yeah, that's Bank of America, the world's bank. I have I have a Bank of America account. I'll say if if that's you leave, you have to leave. My money's in this bank, and I'm going to take it out. Well, then you have to abide by the rules, and you have to have a mask on. This is a state. It's not. Businesses have the right to refuse service, even if you're not wearing a mask. That's their choice. Awesome. Well, you need to go and get a mask, and then take your money out. You're not allowed to do. Swear a mask. Listen, we're gonna do this. The easy way or the hard way? What are you going to do, Ooh. arrest me? Yes, for intruding on premises. <laughs> That's hilarious. Bitch, you going to exactly arrest you? Yeah. No offense for and saying you bitch. I believe in it. Do you believe in this? The laws, yes. The law says that I do not have to wear a mask. You can, not in public, my but you're not in public. You're not in public. Yes. I'm not going to argue with you about place. this. This is not a public place. I this is a private business. No, you're mask. Not. We're going to go outside. Are you serious? So far, the, the cop is being pretty nice. Well, I don't right? know. Because let's, let's walk, go walk outside. you've got some issues. I've got issues. That you're taking away okay. people's human rights. Okay. Let's go outside. Is let's he going to shoot me, people? Is no. he going to shoot me for trying not to breathe? Cool. Come cool. on, Come on. dude. Don't re oh, don't do that. Oh, no. Do not touch oh. me. Who oh, shit. Point time. One oh, back thing. up. Back up. Some old lady is getting handcuffed here. Look, to be fair... Ma'am, put you your hands behind you your back. I'm so conflicted. Say it. This you is unnecessary. Stop resisting. Just stop. Escort her out. Are you gonna? Is anybody gonna like get real here? Really? Relax. No one's gonna get real. Wow. Come on. Oh, you smashed my head to the ground now. Now you're smashing my arm into my private area. Your private area? Yeah. Now you Put know what African-Americans feel like. My hand is behind my back, sir. This one. Turn over and on your I... stomach. Put your hand behind your back. Relax. I'm totally relaxed. You're the no, you are not relaxed. Please not relaxed at all. Right here, people. No, no, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. Wow, what a bunch of sheep. This. You're hurting me. This oh, I'm filming it. This is like Yeah, this okay. Like Stand up. Stand up. Stand yourself up. And how do you suggest, sir? I am like a 65-year-old woman here. Okay. Sit what are up. you doing? Stand up. Come on. You know what? I think She's getting yourself. Come on. I think you broke my freaking foot. Okay, I'll call. And that's my business over there. Yeah, she's going to pick it up. Come on. We're going outside. Okay, um, I've got my dog in my truck. I got trailer. you. I'm a dog for, in the uh, truck. Send EMS for a yeah, 60 year old white female. She's complaining of uh, foot pain. Yeah. You Take broke a seat. my damn foot. Take a seat. Broke my damn foot. Okay. Take a seat. Are you, where's your mask? I don't know, man. This, this footage makes me so conflicted because on one hand, like, I don't like the police, right? And I don't like police brutality. And I do think he was overdoing it with a 65 year old lady. Now, in this case, it's like there's a pandemic. She's refusing to wear a mask. She's theoretically putting other people in danger. So, and he did try to escort her out 
nicely at first she didn't want to so that's when he started to arrest her but still i think it is kind of overkill putting her on the ground uh, she is old like you can hurt her so i don't want to be on the cop's side but i also don't want to support this like old crazy annoying like i'm guessing republican lady who doesn't want to wear a fucking mask and wants to spread like her germs around. and like dude, bitch you're 65 years old you should be worried for yourself like you're in the boomer category you're the one who's gonna die from this fucking thing if you get it so like i don't like it part of me is happy to see her get arrested you know because like fuck you but also it's like i don't like the police fuck the police so Hey, I don't know. Just, what do you guys think? <laughs> Folks, thank you so much for watching episode 10, which feels like a milestone episode, like 10 episodes already. Shit. Thank you so much for watching. I know this was a little bit of a downer. I know this is not the show. I promised you guys when I started, do not worry. I told you that even if Lebanon's going to be burning and shit, I'm going to be talking about the stupid stories that no one asked about. But this week just felt very different. Uh, my mental health is honestly like hitting rock bottom. This is all I've been thinking about. You can't have conversations with people that don't revolve around the exchange rate or what's happening in the country or work or unemployment and all that sort of shit, security, safety. So I, um, I don't know, I'm sorry. I hope that if someone from abroad or someone living abroad is watching this, this can help slightly inform them and give them a taste of what daily life has been like here. Um, if you're one of the people like on Twitter or who's like knee deep in the shit like I am living here in Lebanon, I hope maybe this provides some kind of catharsis or Maybe you feel a little bit represented. Either way, um, I'm sorry. I'm going to try to go back to regular episodes next week. Hopefully, I can get myself out of the sweat that I'm in. Thank you so much for liking this video, for, for leaving a comment. Uh, hashtag engagement. Thank you, Lindsay Ellis. If you have a story that you'd like to share, if you're going through something and it's uh, even if it's personal, fucking share it. I'm sure our community is more than happy to help out. Um, if you haven't subscribed to the channel, fucking now's the time, man. Uh, we're trying to hit 2,000 subscribers. We're not that far off, so that's pretty awesome. So become a do not warrior. Take care of one another, guys. We're going through some hard, rough fucking shit right now in Lebanon. Um, be kind to one another. Try to support each other. Try to understand each other. Be easy on one another. And as our queen, Dana Hurani, once said, do not worry.